What are you doing? I took my brother. I'm gonna get him back. Chris Mosier. And this is Monster of the Week, the creepy but necessary podcast where Chris and I talk about every single episode of the TV show Supernatural, especially when it has tentacles. <sighs> I uh, like this episode a lot, Chris. How about you? This was a rock and rolling episode, my friend. I uh, I had fun. Sorry I was, that I described it that way. It's okay. I forgive you immediately because the episode is just that good. You get one yeah. forgiveness shot on this one and this you was, took it in the first right, five good. minutes. I'll be on good behavior. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you fuck up again, you're out, Chris Mosier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no pressure. I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, yeah, this is this is good. I, I I was more invested in this the first few minutes of this TV show. Uh, actually, the first like long section of this TV show until Catch shows up than I have been invested in Supernatural for a long mm-hmm. time. Like for whatever reason, genuinely like tense and like what the fuck could possibly happen. Like I was. Yeah. For whatever reason, it felt like anything was on the table. There's just something different about this. And I wasn't worried about Sam and Dean. Actually, no, I was, I was worried about Sam and Dean dying. Um, I thought maybe some, some crazy cosmic shit's going to happen. Billy's going to have to step back in. I didn't know. But yeah, there was just something about this episode that felt just different enough that it really kept me on my toes while watching it. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, before we get to discussing the episode in detail, let's thank all of our patrons over patreon.com slash monster of the week. Um, they give us a couple of bucks per month and they support the show. They, they That's absolutely what they do. They get exclusive content, yes. access to the Discord server, which has been bumping lately. Um, we have a gish thing now. So if you're into that stuff, you know, do it. you can do that, I guess. They have three yeah. slots up. So there's not like not a lot of time to do that, but there is time. Um, and I do want to shout out, watch our social media. Um, we're going to have a bunch of new merch coming out. So like cool shirts, cool stickers, all new stuff for monster of the week. Um, and that will coincide with a sale on our store. So you'll be able to get the stuff cheap and we're going to, we're going to put that on all various social media channels. Even though, even there's like hundred of you that follow us on Tumblr for some reason, which we never post on. So um, extremely excited for all of that stuff. Chris, I've talked for too long. Tell us what's happening in season 13. 
Oh, okay. Uh, last time on Supernatural, the guys got spooky with the Scooby gang as they were drawn into a haunted cartoon via a cursed object. Is that correct? Is that a, That's what happened, right? Sure. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> All right. Um, and although they saved the day and had a fun diversion, the main threats of the season still remain. Michael continues to rage in the other world. I always call it the other world. That's the apocalypse world. Apocalypse uh, where world. Mary and Jack are still trapped. Ketch is working for Asmodeus for some reason, and Lucifer is the reigning king of heaven. And Gabriel is still alive, and the boys are still trying to open a door to Apocalypse World. Yep. Good stuff. We are covering Season 13, Episode 17, The Thing, written by Davy Perez, directed by John F. Showalter. This aired on April 5th, 2018. Trust no one. Sam and Dean continue to collect the pieces necessary to open a rift to the other world in order to save their family. Their latest quest leads them to a men of letters bunker from the 1920s and a hungry god from another dimension. Meanwhile, catch, which is not the way you ever want to follow a sentence. Never about want a meanwhile catch. <laughs> don't, don't get that out of here already. Meanwhile, catch makes a shocking decision about, uh, yeah, shocking decision about Gabriel, Gabriel and an un, after an unruly encounter with Asmodeus. Um, I just wanted to call attention. Davy Perez has written three episodes of, or he's written more episodes, but there's three, very specifically three episodes, Tombstone and, uh, this one. And I can't remember the third one now that all are, our breakdown was another one, um, that all are Kurt Russell features. <laughs> so I don't, what? I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, the names of the movie. Oh, yeah. The yeah it's the name of the movie. And I don't know. And like, it's weird cause they're doing the thing and their the little tagline for this is trust no one have you seen the thing have you ever watched that i must have yes yes okay. uh, but long long long, long years ago um it, it's weird when they do this kind of stuff because it doesn't like there's none of that in this episode and i don't care yeah. it's just a, yeah. it'd be, it would be like if i named this podcast like the jane austen podcast and we just talked about supernatural like people would open it up and go oh it'd be weird are they mm. are they gonna get to are they doing the? Is this all? Is this going to go somewhere? Or? They're talking a lot about hugs, and I'm here yeah. for you know Jane Austen stuff. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, Can you name a single anywho. Jane Austen stereotype? I can't even. Dresses, um, husbands. I read Emma. That's sure. Yeah. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was very funny. We bought the Jane uh, Austen right, board so. game uh, for Autumn's dad what? for Christmas, um, where you have to get a good husband, or you have to get a good wife maybe i can't remember how it worked but it was very cool we played it at a bar and everybody kept coming up to look at what the fuck we were doing because we're nerds that's super fun but we actually that's had a really funny. good time playing it like it's, it was a very clever little board game so anyway fun. get after it this is you uh we go to the oh a very very compelling cold open where people in robes are are, are bringing in what i could only assume is a flapper from the 1920s yep uh, into a a strange room that looks similar to the bunker. Mm-hmm. Um, they are performing some sort of ritual where they've chained this woman to uh, a, a slab, and they're all chanting. And uh, they're the the lead cultist here uses a strange looking purple stone, activates a portal in the ceiling where tentacles spill out from. 
I wrote, yo, what the fuck after this scene. Yo, what um, the fuck indeed. This this is, uh, I loved everything about this. I love this 1925 thing. I love that they were flappers in Rhode Island in 1925. That doesn't seem, uh-huh. but it just uh-huh. doesn't have that association in my head. I don't know anything about Rhode Island. Um, I don't think there were flappers there in, in the 20s. <laughs> the uh, Maybe maybe in the in like Newport, in the fancy places. Sure, yeah. Um, that Portsmouth, or Portsmouth? Portsmouth? Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Okay. Um, this this is all just very good. That the special effects are great. The tentacles coming out of the fucking portal and go, trying to latch onto this woman, I thought was it just took me back. Like it was like, whoa, yeah. this is actual monster. And of shit. course, they're in um, they're in Rhode Island, which is where Lovecraft is from. Mm-hmm. This is obviously a Lovecraft episode basically it's um, it's weird yeah, it's that this a, this episode wears the lovecraft on its sleeve so much uh without the casual racism am i right uh but yeah, but hey, yet they name it can, the, turns out you can do it yeah you could have one without the other yeah um or you could go lovecraft country and deal with it directly you have a choice people oh yeah um, that, yeah that's true <laughs> ow the guy from uh you just sustain a wound i just i was you know how you know, like when you get real dumb and you like sit on your leg in a chair and then you uh, like and you uh, do the oh I got to stretch it out and it pops and then you have to distract mm-hmm. the podcast for minutes at a time. Mm-hmm, I just did mm-hmm, that. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So we cut back from this very compelling cold open to Sam asleep at the table. He was clearly uh, lore diving yep. just before nap time. Uh, Dean comes in and is for some reason putting sticky notes all over Sam's back that says like kick me. I'm stupid and all that stuff, which uh, that's fine. Pranks is fine. But there's no one, as we're gonna learn, there's no one else that ever sees these sticky else, notes. I think I think that makes it funnier to me. Like if it's just yeah, it's, for Dean's amusement, is even it's funnier. Just for Dean. And then like the what he's putting on there is stuff like kick me, which he never does. But also then like ass face and dum dum, and I just mm-hmm. like dum dum specifically is a weirdly like immature insult. Uh-huh. So that he's just amusing himself. Like this is. And this is just for his own enjoyment in the bunker because he because alcohol no yes. longer works any for him anymore. He's yeah, got to go for something he harder. A, a diversion. <laughs> um, like Castiel's not even around to be like Sam. What's on the back of your shirt? Uh, <laughs> and Sam Sam's reaction is just as immature. He gets like so mad. He's so angry. <laughs> and he like if I so found angry. out that like Jess had stuck sticky notes to my back, I might be like. Huh? <laughs> Why did you do that? This is very weird, Jess. This is a weird. <laughs> what are you thinking? This is a weird thing that you just did. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is very funny. Uh, Sam wakes up and Dean like is like, "Oh, I'm, I'm not doing anything." Uh, and Sam is like definitely suspicious of the whole thing. Um, the dynamic between Dean and Sam in this episode is really strange to me. Uh, I, mm. I don't. It's because Dean is always like, or in this episode, Dean is just forward, 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 go, 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 and Sam's like, but. Like he's just like constantly trying to pull Dean yeah. back a little bit. It's kind of strange. I won- I wonder if they're trying to kind of establish some sort of a, uh, or or the the more defined like big brother younger brother role mm-hmm. that we've had in the past. Because there's certainly the stuff at the end that like Dean pulls the big brother card. Um, so I I don't know. I really I don't know. They they do have a kind of a different dynamic in this episode. But Sam has found something on the seal of Solomon. Uh, so he has uh found that the middle of letters. Um, talks about it um, or no no he just found that's uh, a little bit later um, he found it being called the jewel of the cosmos and they mm. decide that it's time to check the archives again and we get a good book montage uh, Dean yeah. is very, Dean is very disrespectful of books in this archive and I'm very mad about it he just throws a book on the floor I don't like that it's not good don't like it at all those are leather bound this is serious shit you can't be fucking around in here the binding alone it's gonna come loose dean you should be you should um, be wearing gloves and while you're handling these pages that's all i'm saying that's right that's right 
Um, so eventually, you know, we get through our montage of reading. Eventually, Sam spots um, sticky notes <laughs> um, on his back. What a weird thing to do. Still, Castiel didn't even get to see it. I thought Sam was about to rip his shirt off right here. Like, I thought he was yeah. about to just go, like, hook the fuck out. Also, and, like, Sam checking himself out in that mirror. <laughs> just, yeah, like, That's what's like, it? you don't you don't just casually see the, the back of your shirt in a mirror. He was looking. He was looking at his own caboose coming up the tracks. I've got a tattoo on, the on like, the top center of my back that I don't think mm-hmm. that I have seen in probably a decade. Like, I just don't think I've looked at it. I just don't look yeah. back there. I don't mean, would tell. It would, what are you doing? I, what are you I'm, doing? I, yeah, I don't have an OnlyFans. I don't need to see that side of my body. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I'm you saying? You don't need to see the caboose coming up the tracks. You know <laughs> I don't what I'm need saying? to see that. I don't need to see those paw prints. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You don't. <laughs> that's, that's what it is. That's what Jeremy has on between his shoulder blades. It's just a, just little... a couple fun, fun paw prints. It's just it's a paw print. Sexy. Yeah, it's so sexy. So sassy is what the tattoo artist told me when i got it all right so anyway dean Dean has dean has eventually yeah yeah he he found the goods there's there's a mention of this this jewel down in portsmouth rhode island so um they're gonna go check out this what was a men of letters chapter house um and dean keeps saying jinkies here i liked this exchange it was just kind of funny um again sam just being just won't stop being a stick in the mud um dean says jinkies sam says you're gonna stop saying that right um and dean's response of i don't know probably not in a kind of i can't i literally can't help <laughs> can't myself stop, kind yeah. of <laughs> like if someone asked you and i to stop saying 100 percent or something in the podcast we would be like uh i mean we're just not going to think about it like it's not going to like, you'd have to give us an electric shock if you want us to stop it um so they decide to take the trip to rhode island and it's time for a road trip lots of cool impala driving um, they show up to what looks like, you know, the bunker to me. Um, but it has the coolest door ever, which is a sewer grate with a keyhole. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And yeah, they, this is some, this is some mysterious stuff, right? This is some very mysterious stuff. They, uh, Sam bust out his key and like, we talked in the outtakes about how you take your glasses everywhere with you. Mm-hmm. I really wonder if Sam's been just holding onto this key the entire time. Like, is this the key that they used to get in and out of the bunker or is, i assume it's gotta be like that just seems very like can you go like, you can't take that to lowe's and get a copy made you know what i'm saying this yeah, guy has some yeah. magical properties uh <laughs> but they stick it in the sewer grate and then they uh open it up and they drop in and i don't know what it is about this but like it's a dark like weird place we know there's some weird mental letter shit going in. i was all fucking into this dude mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. is really interesting for some reason they're like going really into compelling. a forgotten abandoned hatch in the ground that leads to yes a bunker but it's still it's this dark abandoned place um and the way that this unfolds is is awesome because as they kind of they go through they're seeing this strange like sigil everywhere um and as they go through they get into a very familiar looking room filled with books and like okay so let's start searching through and see if we can find anything um about the seal of solomon or whatever the hell they're looking for mm-hmm. um Dean finds a, a pile of old photographs and one in particular that was taken out for uh, uh, the, the flapper from the cold open. Her name is Sandy. And um, as he's looking at that, Sam finds what the research that he's potentially looking for. But unfortunately, he knocks it over, creating a little bit of a commotion. And this moment here where they are in this quiet, abandoned bunker, uh, they make a little noise and then suddenly they hear screaming from down the hall. Mwah. it was a great great like dope. not like scare but it was like oh fuck what is yeah. going on because you can't you hear screaming but like what you like at first you don't recognize it as a woman yelling like it just sounds like like i thought there was like maybe insects or something and then when mm-hmm. sam 
pulled this off and he knocked over more books off the shelf, I really thought like, oh, you just released whatever some sh- you just uh-huh. released some creatures. Like I'm thinking something was sleeping down here and it just woke up. Like I'm I'm already in HBL like vibe land. Um, so I'm thinking like he's got some lizard eggs in the, in the on the premise somewhere. We're gonna have lizard men run, running around like it's fucking planetary. I bet, regardless of what happens in this episode, I bet there's some lizard eggs. There's somewhere definitely in some there. lizard man eggs somewhere on this. And I before anybody like calls me out on that, I'm well aware of what the racist connotations of that is. I just like the idea of lizard man eggs regardless of what hbo wanted to talk about sure sure um yeah 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 uh so they rush in and we find the room that we saw in the cold open with this same woman uh strapped to this altar um dean like pops the name out and sam's like what the fuck dude (laughs) it's weird that you know that never never tell sam why he knows it uh the boys are completely stunned and this is our first cut over to our b plot which is uh catch and Asmodeus, um, I I was surprised by. I still don't like Catch at all. I am mm-hmm. something about later in this episode, Catch gets to see the absolute shit beat out of him. Uh, it's made me like him a little more, <laughs> or maybe yeah. just like I, not I hate him was, as much. <laughs> I, I think that was what that scene was for. <laughs> Everything so. leading up to that was like agonizing, mm-hmm. and then when the plot kind of kicks off with Catch, I was like, okay, that was a surprise. Didn't see that coming. But yeah, all these scenes leading up to that, I was rolling my eyes a little bit. Yeah. Thankfully, they usually only lasted like a minute or two, and then we were back to the boys. Because um, we just go, we see Catch going to see Asmodeus, who has like a demon guarding his door, and he just says, you know, Asmodeus may have called you here, but he's busy right now, so wait. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean are pulling this woman out of the sewer grate. And like doing the doing the timeline download in a real aggressive fashion, like showing a phone and like this is a camera, and, and like I'm like, what are you mm-hmm, doing, mm-hmm. Sam? This is a lot of information. Just show her the iPhone later. Like, stop it. Yeah, he straight up just gives her the iPhone. <laughs> like, what is she gonna do with this? Like, is she gonna look at Instagram? Yeah, like, what is she, she has no idea much, what this dude. thing is or what it does. Uh, it's been outside in a hundred years. Dean is like, this is what cars look like now, or they should. And I'm like, I mean, you know, there, there's something nice about a 2010 to court too dean like you don't have to rip on everything um, we go back over to catch who is reading children's literature um because that's what the they have for reading material and listening to the smarmy ass demons like chat with each other um and then decides to, like i'm just gonna go in and talk to asmodeus myself mm-hmm. um where he finds asmodeus extracting archangel grace from gabriel and yeah. injecting it into himself um which he's shooting up Angel Grace, which explains why his powers have, have gotten a little extra since uh, Lucifer uh-huh. had seen him last. <clears throat> yeah, I think I was. Uh, I liked it better when they would just like eat souls or whatever, like over <laughs> their mouth and suck them in, rather than shooting them up. Like I know Crowley was like injecting humanity into himself, human blood. Something? Yeah, human blood. Human blood. Was, human yeah, blood. Yeah. All right, that was blood. That made sense. Yeah, yeah. blood. Know, blood is a thing know. that I can get behind. I the Archangel Grace <laughs> stuff is really weird to me. Like. It feels like if it was this easy to get to for like anybody that we would the world would be lousy with this stuff, right? Like everybody yeah. would be doing lines. I would be doing lines in like a shitty nightclub in Baton Rouge of Archangel Grace that some dude had cut with fucking mm-hmm. strychnine or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah for, sure. for sure. I would definitely do a line of Archangel Grace if you asked me to right now. Do you yeah, have I any? Do, I do. Yeah, I do it right now. I do it right <laughs> do you now. have some? Is it? Is it? Do you? Are you? Are you carrying? You hold. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's. I don't know. Like Lucifer, like cut. Like Cupid's throat open and like pulled it out like magically. Um, dope from Ex- his neck. Extremely dope. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. But like injecting it, like I don't, I don't really care. I don't really care. But it's still just like one of the 
like the physics behind this. How does this work? Yeah, is that an archangel uh, syringe that you have there? Is that a God yeah, Forge right? syringe? <laughs> like, oh, maybe you... it's God Forge. <laughs> we didn't ask. They melted down those God Forge swords <laughs> into God Forge syringes. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, we don't know. Mm. We could be. We could be explained later. Um, they he sees the he sees this happening. Um, Gabriel still has his lips sealed or sewn shut. Um, the the demon rushes in and is like, "Hey, I didn't. I tried to stop him, but I couldn't." Um, and Asmodeus starts taking this like tone with Ketch and was like, hey, you came here because you work for me. And he kind of grabs him by the arm and walks him back outside to the, like the waiting area. And is like, and you're going to wait here until I need you. And then his eyes do like weird things, like not quite like, I think it's the Prince of Hell. Like that doesn't do the red eyes, right? Like, but it's all what like yeah, weird yellow. It's yellow. yellow. Yeah. So it's it like Ketch is intimidated enough to sit the fuck down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he realizes maybe there's a bit more of a uh, power imbalance here, which is funny because Asmodeus, as much as he's been trying to do stuff this whole season, hasn't particularly seemed like a big threat. He has seemed like a placeholder who is, um, you know, working behind the scenes trying to get things rolling. And now that he feels like Lucifer can't take the throne himself, he's realized, oh, there's a power vacuum. I'm going to take as much power as I can. Now mm-hmm. he's doing the uh, the the grace and and all this stuff, so he's clearly he's upped his game a little bit. I'm still personally not too intimidated by him, but that's just me. No, I'm I'm not either. And again, like the the scariest thing he's done is take Kaz and um Lucifer hostage, and then he just like and then just, just let them. Leave. He, he he let his demon comedian buddy like watch over him for 24 yeah, hours, yeah. and they both escaped. Like it was the dumbest shit ever. Um. Mm-hmm. But here, like he, he seems he had phone sex with Dean. Winchester he had phone, with, phone sex with Dean Winchester for like three hundred days. It was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Sam and Dean have arrived at Crispy's diner. Um, we we all of these like side characters are relatively well developed compared to normal supernatural stuff. Yeah, um, but they don't even do anything. I was so bummed. Yeah. I thought that they were gonna all get a little bit more because the waitress is like, um, she's talking about how there's a customer who always comes in because he has a crush on another waitress. Uh, she wouldn't mind taking a crack at him herself. And she's just laughing, laughing, talking to the chef who doesn't say a goddamn word. Yep. Like, they they all have a little bit of color and character to them. Um, so I did, that. I expected more. It's still, it's fine. It was great color. Yeah, still absolutely. still a little more. Um, Sam and Dean lead Sandy in, and the cook seems to, like, recognize her. The cook's name is Marco. He's mm-hmm. going to be important later. Um, chef Marco. Sandy immediately, like, checks out the jukebox, and Dean's like, yeah, yeah, let me, let me hit that for you. Play, starts putting on some old classical music. Um, they order some food. And again, this just feels very lived in. I was, mm-hmm. I, 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 I want to call it out now because I was like, man, this ep- is this like a two-parter? Like this feel like they're, they're just really yeah. like living in these moments. And then like when I thought the episode ended, like there was a whole like five or 10 minutes after that. And I was like, what the fuck is this episode? <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's weird. It, it's a weird one. I wonder if like the plot for this just wasn't, uh, they didn't have a lot of stuff to do. So they kind of just stretched out those moments. Maybe in the so. middle. And to be honest, I'm totally fine with that. You don't have to rush through stuff. Um, don't, don't yeah, have to do that yeah. at all. Um, so Dean kicks on the music. The waitress uh, comes over, starts taking orders. Uh, she <laughs> Sam orders water and she's like, are you, is lemon going to be too spicy if I put it in there for you? String bean. <laughs> she calls him string bean throughout the episode. Sam just getting owned no matter where he goes. It's very, it, no wonder he's cranky, right? Like if he's, yeah, he's yeah. random waitresses, which are kind of his demo. Like he usually does very well with That's like th- these kind of and women. And, and they're just getting slam dunks on his ass. <laughs> calling him string bean. Don't call me string bean. I have muscles. <laughs> I'm not demon blood me. I'm, I'm, I'm normal Sam. Um, 
the cook, Marco, calls another woman um, with a men of letters tattoo that is standing in the room where Sandy was on, on the, on the mm-hmm. altar room. So we know that like some men of letters are around and they, they were hiding Sandy for some reason. Um, yeah. And we got a problem. We, we got a problem. Uh, yeah. So they try to get the story straight from Sandy here. Uh, she explains basically what happened in the cold open. She thought she was joining, you know, some sort of cool speakeasy club thing and ended up being um, used as a pawn in this weird ceremonial sacrifice situation. Uh, things didn't work out for her. Yeah. Yeah. It was not a good. She t- thought she was going to have fun. <laughs> not this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she was lured in by the men of letters and then describes how the tentacles came down and how she was going to be used to feed this, this interdimensional monster. And notably, she talks about the portal, which, of course, perks their ears up because now that now they kind of feel like they know that the Seal of Solomon is involved in this whole thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Dean reassures her. He's like, hey, we're going to protect you. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. Um, when the waitress comes over and asks if they want coffee, Sandy is getting like a little emotional about this. So she excuses herself and goes to like the bathroom. Um, while that's happening, the cook puts something in Sam and Dean's food. And then, like, leans over and brings out the wickedest blade we have ever seen. <laughs> what is this? What is this Ezio from Assassin's Creed blade looking it motherfucker? Seem like it gets any play. Supernatural loves introducing cool weapons and they just toss them aside. Dude, I mean, this was a cool looking Men of Letters blade that was probably like yeah. blessed by a psycho cult member. I was, I was super yep, into this. So- something interesting. It's just like that weird blade that Sam has in literally season one, episode one. He puts it into his backpack. That's it. It's on, it's on in the promo pics. It's on the mm-hmm. cover of the DVD set. Mm-hmm. That shit never gets any action. Crazy. And once um, again, God Forge Steel. We switch back over Where to <laughs> where's the Godforge seal? Where is it, Jeremy? Ketch is finally allowed to go into uh, Asmodeus's chamber. Asmodeus is super not happy that Ketch didn't tell him about Castiel being in the Holy Land. Um, and then we have this like kind of tension between Asmodeus and Ketch, where Ketch is like, "Yeah, you're like our relationship is, you know, you pay me and I do stuff for you and I do what needs to be mm-hmm. done." And Asmodeus is like. Nah, fam. Not, 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 not at all. You are actually, I own you now. Like, you, you do everything that I say, because if you don't, I will kill you. And Ketch tries to leave, and then Asmodeus spends what feels like a good 15 minutes of runtime just punching and kicking and beating the hell out of this dude, right? Yeah, yeah. Beats and, him bloody. And the whole time, like, any time we're having conversations, we should bring it up, like, Gabriel is in the back, and the camera is... Sh- Cutting to Gabriel watching all of this happen. Gabriel is in the back with his mouth brutally sewn shut. Man, it's so bad, dude. It's so bad. Godforged thread. Godforged thread. (laughs) Seriously, do you think it's just normal thread? He's an an archangel. It's got to be special Um, fucking thread. So yeah, Ketch gets gets a whooping. Um, Mm -hmm. Then we cut back over to Sam and Dean. They're discussing how weird this whole situation is while uh, Sandy's in the bathroom. Uh, She's gone for a while, so that was a big one. Um, <laughs> I mean, and she's they, been they back there for like a hundred years. Has, yeah, that's true. Uh, they want to know who's been keeping her down there for so long, especially since the men of letters haven't even been around for sixty years now. So, like, what's going on here? Um, then the random like other customer, this kid from the diner, he he goes to head oh, out wait. the door and he's <laughs> wait wait first first we have to because the waitress brings over uh Sam's food and oh, it's like yeah. lobster roll no bun. <laughs> I'm like goddamn. <laughs> And then Dean just, <laughs> just teases him mercilessly about it. It's very funny to me. Yeah. Um, 
there so he uh oh yeah the, and their food was fucking poisoned at some point too <laughs> i don't know if we talked about that but the food was poisoned yeah we did um, we talked about or, it or drugged yeah yeah um so yeah they're they're given their food and then um the kid goes to leave and he spots these weird cult members outside they've all got their hooded cloaks on looking real spooky out there this is so cool like i at the time while i'm watching this like i didn't know we knew that they were men of letters but like i didn't know if this was some weird offshoot we didn't know what their intentions are or what their motivations are um so like at this point all i'm seeing it is like this is a weird cult trying to summon some weird Mm -hmm. demon from like another world and like their their primary like feeding mechanism has been stolen from them like i I thought these were the scariest people imaginable um yeah um and the fact that they they don't attack they're all just sort of standing around mm -hmm. at first we never hear them say anything even the two that we talk to they don't crack wise they're not being sarcastic they're very serious about the situation um and so the very little that we do learn about these hooded figures actually I think just enhances this whole situation because it's just, it's a mystery. What the hell is going on? And uh, when they come in, when they finally see Sandy coming out of the bathroom um, and say, this is about the time that Sam, who has eaten a little bit of his food, Dean is not, Sam starts going a little hazy. Um, When they actually finally come in and they start attacking the entire place, like the lights flicker, which I was like, okay, are these supernatural men of letters guys? What's fucking happening? Mm. Um, But Sam's out for the count. So it's up to Dean to kind of, start knocking these dudes down and he does he takes down the first guy and then the next guy uh gets the fight goes into the kitchen and this guy has that weird crazy knife that we saw yeah um but it's kind of an even fight um and while this is happening in the kitchen the cult guys come over and grab sam and there's like four of them to haul him out of there they're like jesus christ (laughs) string bean weighs a ton uh and try to have to haul him out out of the thing while dean is fighting um and dean kind of loses this fight, gets thrown down. The guy's about to stab him when Sandy at the last minute saves him by stabbing the dude through the heart. Um, Knowing what we know about Sandy, which like she's the, she's the evil God. Now she's possessed by the evil God. She's not being fed on. Um, Why does she save him here? Does she not, is she only possessed like part of the time or does she, she wanted to save Dean to get the the mate or whatever. I think that she knows that these people are after her and she probably thinks, Oh, these, these Sam and Dean fellas, they're going to continue to help me. I'll get what I want. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That makes more sense. Cause I, I couldn't, I couldn't put that together in my head. Yeah. Um, I mean, she does want to um, use Dean as the host for her mate. So yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, Hey, good choice. Hey, good choice. Yeah, hey, it couldn't go wrong, man. It couldn't go wrong. Daniel seems very happy. Um, <laughs> Dean grabs his gun and sees that this place is still surrounded. So he starts like immediately like improvising explosive EIDs and shit. Like this is the, like, he just <laughs> yeah. immediately goes into um, like fight or flight mode. Uh, none of the phones work. Uh, they they pull the sheet off of or one of the robes off of one of the cult members, and it's a cop. He's like the local sheriff. Um, and then we we go outside where the cook and his sister or something. I guess his, his, I think so. Yeah, I think they're they they share a grandfather. They share a grandfather, oh. so like a cousin, I guess, or something. Mm-hmm. Um, they tell him that uh, they are men of letters too. Their legacies, mm-hmm. just like Sam and Dean. Um, but their grandfather, who was a men of letter, uh kind of head up headed up this chapter house until he went completely psycho he went through the first world war he came back and realized with this understanding that that we couldn't survive as a species this way so he was going to summon yokov um from another dimension to basically Mm -hmm. clean the slate of this world so they could start anew and be perfection um that's you know usually the um 
final boss of a video game that's usually their their whole vibe it's usually so the vibe diego yeah. fella he really he really had it figured out the only and then they, they break it down for sam and they just straight up tell him you stole a god yeah super fucking cool also like the only way this could be better is if like, this thing literally came from the moon right like if the portal had to go to yeah, the moon yeah, for yeah, some yeah. reason that would be extremely dope um but yeah instead of instead of cleansing the world uh this god yokoth possesses sandy who then proceeded to eat everyone in the room um, before s- trying to grab the the seal and summoning her mate, like there's a second mm-hmm. one, um, but they were able to basically lock it the creature up and uh, have been denying it food this entire time. So she is super super weak and can't yeah. do anything. Unfortunately, just as we're getting to the good stuff, we got to cut back over to uh, Asmodeus. He's continuing to steal Grace and and shoot it up and talk shit to Catch, which that part's fine. Um. Catch starts talking about how, hey, at least I have a soul, and I know who I am. Um, Asmodeus doesn't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, you just want redemption. I know you do, you pathetic little human, but nobody cares about you. Um, maybe I'm just projecting here. Maybe that was just a Chris line. Um, oh, Chris, no. <laughs> no, I meant nobody cares about Catch. Oh, okay. Um, I was like, Jesus, Chris, don't, don't, don't take that upon yourself. You're not the Catch of um, the family, I promise. But <laughs> as Asmodeus says... People like us can only spread our pain around. We can't be redeemed. Um, oh yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Um, this feels like well-worn territory for catch. Like we, we did that this like during the whole twin thing. I didn't really care about it then. So now that we've got Asmodeus telling him that he's a bad guy, I, you know, his, you know, I just don't particularly care about any of this. Um, yeah, it's fine. Like they're, they're, they're trying desperately to make catch a character that I care about. And I just don't like the guy's face and I never will. So I'm sorry. Like, I'm just not gonna, <laughs> it's just like, we, we know this is leading up to his death. He's going to like sacrifice himself to save Mary or something or something. Yeah, um, exactly. So I'm not, you know, don't really care that much. Um, it is what it is. Meanwhile, the, the two waitresses, uh, who are not affiliated with any side of this cosmic, <laughs> cosmic yeah, they're dispute, just chill. They're just chill. uh, they convinced this, get a paycheck, man. this poor, extremely cute boy, uh, to like, you need to go outside, like, go, go check it out. And he's like, no way. And like the cute girl looks at him and he's like, okay, yes, way. Yes, I will do it for the cute yeah, girl. Yeah. And is immediately eaten by Sandy, like goes out. She mm-hmm. opens her mouth. A tentacle comes out of her mouth, latches onto him. And he's fucking dead. Looks like yeah. he's desiccated. Like he's just all bones and dust. Very fucking cool. More tentacles coming out of mouths on Supernatural, please. Yeah, this, uh, this sucks. And, um, then we cut back over to Sam who is, you know, he's got the information. Sandy is an unkillable god. Um, Yokoff. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. This was, I think, where they were like, specifically state that we have been starving her for years. Yeah, yeah, I may got it. So, mm-hmm. it, but if she eats anything, then everyone is fucked. Yeah. Um, obviously, not like a cob salad. I mean, you know, a human. I, I assume that's the sustenance that it needs. Um, <laughs> everyone is fucked. Um, Dean, Dean, come, hears, Dean comes out and uh, yeah. like is see kind of I thought I thought this was going to play into a he doesn't quite see Sandy eating the kid. So he's gonna be like, what are you doing out here? Come back inside. But instead, yeah, yeah, she yeah. turns around and like shoots a tentacle at him. Uh, and then we cut back over to Ketch, who is pulling his own tooth out. Um, and then as he's doing that, he looks over and he sees Gabriel and makes the connection of like, oh, like Asmodeus is not like I'm not going to be his right hand man. There's no way for me to get out of this cleanly. I'm going to steal Gabriel and get out of here. Um, so they he grabs the Archangel Blade. He grabs it's Gabriel. Just, I, I guess Ketch has more wherewithal than we expected. Or Asmodeus is just as incompetent as I assume he is. Uh, because he's like, oh, I beat him up. He, he's broken now. I said yeah. two mean things to him. He's broken now. <laughs> so as he leaves, Ketch is like, okay, I'm going to fucking 
escape now. <laughs> I said two mean things to him. It's very funny. Your TikTok videos suck, Ketch. Yeah. Your social media presence is a lie. It's all. It's yeah, all. Ketch had to like fake. murder a little boy as a little boy. He's fucked up, man. Yeah, that dude is like he, he's gonna be able. He's got some thick skin. Um, Ketch, he probably likes it. He yeah, probably he liked probably it. perversely likes it. Uh, Ketch kills the smarmy demon on the way out, uh, and like Gabriel also stole the archangel blade. Also stole the archangel blade, and we should note that like Gabriel isn't exactly cooperating or wants to leave. No, like Gabriel does not want to be rescued. Gabriel seems as broken as Asmodeus thought Ketch was. Like he is, yeah. he is major down. reek vibes from Gabriel. No yeah. offense. Um, Sam just casually walks back to the diner, um, and sees all these dead bodies. Um, assuming that you know, hey, Dean is probably one of them. Can't find him. Um. But when we switch over to uh, Susan, who has, you think she's driven the Impala back to the bunker? I hope so. Do, I mean, did, did she, unless she left it there and like flew. Did she, did she tentacle walk? Like, did she exude Maybe multiple tentacles? Maybe they're literally just right down the road, you know? I, I mean, yeah, but like. Rhode Island is small. There's not a lot I guess of like so. big I guess stretches so. of highway like so. in Louisiana or wherever they normally live. Or that's where you live. Kansas. They live in Kansas. <laughs> you told you told me earlier, you were like, oh yeah, that town is like six minutes away from my town. And I'm like, there's no yeah. town within six minutes of another town in Louisiana. <laughs> like we're all like Everything an hour is so dense. Away. Everything yeah, yeah. is so dense. Um, so maybe maybe so, she just tentacle walked her little ass back over there. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, five minute walk. She's got him Easy. strapped to the altar. Um, and tells Dean that she's Yokoth, she's the Ravager of Galaxies, the Mother of Faceless Hordes, and I'm like, stop it, I'm already attracted to you, you don't have to keep going. <laughs> I'm already I'm already swiping whatever direction I should swipe, I haven't never used a dating app, I don't know yeah. what that is. Um, but she says, like, she's going to open this portal and summon her mate, who she names, and I can't, I didn't quite catch the name. Um, yeah, it was intense. Though. And then Nate is going to possess Dean. Of course, Dean's like, yucking it up throughout this, because he's terrified, uh-huh. and that's what Dean does when he's uh-huh. terrified. He's like, oh, you're gonna make flush all this stuff. Um, so she just she just opens the rift, no sweat, no sweat, and gang. a big old tentacle comes. Did through. she not need uh, the fruit of the tree of life and the archangel grace? And she does it. She we see her like putting grace in a little oh, cup. Right, I'm like, where'd you get all this? They had it just right. Did this bunker just have it laying around? We do see that. Must have had it laying around. Man, um, they really should have so checked the other chapter up. houses before you know sending Castiel really... to Syria to get shot at and marry a bunch of people. Seriously. <laughs> He's married to some sort of queen now. He was shot at. It's a whole thing. We don't even know where he is now. He went back to visit Scooby to make sure he was okay. Um, I think I'm just really attached to Scooby and Shaggy now. They're living their dreams. Cassus has been trying to adopt a dog all week. That's what he's been. (laughs) He's going to come back next episode. Dean's going to be in the apocalypse world and Sam's just going to be sitting there. Cass is going to be like, uh, I brought a dog. It's, uh, it's very funny. I'm just, the idea of Castiel walking into a, a, a pet shop and being like i need the one that talks <laughs> which one talks um well, yeah just then just as the tentacles are reaching down for dean um sam and the others show up and uh she has the seal of solomon yep. confirmed dean Lo- dean lock picks his way out because no sweat um he snags the seal um and and he does they they do what they do and sandy is dragged back to um this other dimension by her lover presumably yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so happy ending good i mean you know? they didn't i mean they didn't save they a lot of the people there again they uh they didn't kill the thing <laughs> they didn't hunt the thing yeah, um, yeah, yeah. but they you know they got into some family business i guess uh this, this poor kid at the restaurant died but yep. sandy gets to be with her you know or yokoff or whatever gets mm-hmm. to be with her uh eternal mate 
I mean, Dean, dimension, so. Dean probably killed a cop that he thought was a cult member, so he's going to have to deal I with think, that. Like, I think Dean killed a cop. Dean, Dean definitely killed a cop just like 20 minutes ago. Does not going to deal with the emotional impact on his psyche. 100%. Um, they... I, I, I like this solution, though, because what I didn't want to see in this was like, oh, in the bunker is the, you know, the anti-god forged metal blade <laughs> that can, they can right, cut off the tentacles right. or whatever. We didn't need to raise the stakes anymore. It's literally she opens the gate for her for her mate and the mate just pulls her in instead of coming the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> like it, it just worked out. It worked out really well. Um Sam and Dean kind of explain to these men of letter legacies what they're trying to do, what they're trying to get, what they're trying to gathered in order to get their family back and um marco and his sister slash cousin explained like hey uh you can have this thing that's fine but there's some rules about it like you have to have something from the dimension that you're trying to go to something that's been there um and then you have to have and then even then the portal only stays open for 24 hours um and then it's back to the bunker for sam and dean uh where sam of course does his usual hey dean how you feeling and I really like Dean's line of considering I was three seconds away from being an interdimensional booty call, feeling pretty good. I'm feeling <laughs> all right. Um, and of course, they they walk down the stairs to find Ketch, who they immediately draw down on. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you, boys. Um, and Ketch brings out Gabriel, uh, who is a hundred percent traumatized, like we mentioned. Um, yeah, um, they're pretty shocked to see him, considering they saw him die. Um, Ketch explains that Asmodeus has kept Gabriel prisoner for a while now. Um, and he so he pulls out like the the needle or whatever right mm-hmm. um and we see gabriel like freak out because so clearly he's been you know uh blood dry of his grace for quite some time now so just the mere sight of that is enough to, to freak him out but thankfully they don't need to draw any more out of gabriel because they you know already have some in the syringe yeah um and catch just offers all this up he's like hey i'm gonna give it to you all um they of course ask like what's the catch catch dude uh, Dude, when you he says like what's the catch, I was like, come on. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I the way that I pronounce catch yeah. is basically just catch. Yeah, catch. Me too. So yeah. I got I, I do just, that. Come on, yeah, Sammy. I do that come casual on. a as well. So, um, Dean. So Sam is is so catch explains that he wants basically shelter. Um, like I want to yeah. stay in the bunker. This is the safest place for Mismodius I can think about. I'm like I don't know how that works out. Like everybody knows where this thing is. Like I yeah, sure they can't get in it, but like they could not let them out either. So like the, Castiel's you know, gonna be so confused when he gets home. Dude, he's gonna be so. I I just I hope that in the middle, like in between these scenes, like Dean is calling that dude and catching him up on what's going on. Right, like. It seems really rude for them to go on this adventure without even mentioning or calling Castiel. What is he even doing? What is he? They didn't even give us our normal like Castiel's out on the town or whatever. Like we don't know anything. Where's Cass? Is the question that we need to be asking. Went to Best Buy to pick out a TV because like the last one I got was haunted. Because he knows that Dean was really excited about a TV and he knows he could just walk out of it because he doesn't doesn't know what money is. He could just walk out of the Best Buy with the eighty three inch OLED TV. Um, they make an 83 inch OLED TV now. Can you believe that's that? Crazy. Seven thousand pounds. I don't know the U.S. currency. <laughs> I didn't see that in the YouTube video. So, <laughs> um, so as or uh, Catch says that he just wants protection from Asmodeus. He just wants to stay here. Mm-hmm. Sam immediately says no, but surprisingly, Dean says yes. Um, and he says, "Hey, if this will help us get Mary and Jack back, I don't give a shit. Let's do it." Um, Catch is the least of Dean's concerns at this point. Dean says, and honestly, like I don't even care. Like they're they're reusing a character, right? Sure, Somebody yeah. that they still had on the board. I'm totally fine with Supernatural pulling from somebody like that. Except 
they killed him last season. Yep, that was I was just about to say like they had him <laughs> off of the board and then they brought him back yeah. to the board for apparently no reason. Um, so they Sam is like clipping the threads from Gabriel's mouth. Dean is like, "All right, let's make the spell," and Sam is like, "Wait." Shouldn't we wait? And Dean's like, why? Like, what do we have to wait for? Like, let's just do shit now. Castiel, um, wait for him. He got, should probably wait for Castiel uh, to be back up in a world filled with deadly angels. Um, Dean then says that he's going in alone, uh, which, of course, Sam protests. Uh, mm-hmm. Ketch kind of sees this as an opportunity. He's like, hey, um, I want to go with you. Um, yeah. Because I, 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 I could just get away from Asmodeus on this earth by going to a totally different earth. Even if it's a lot worse, like maybe I'll be a lot better off. Um, and Dean's like, yeah, sure. And of course, Sam is like, so you'll let him go, but not me. And Dean's like, I don't care if he dies. I care if you die. Like, <laughs> you need, and I think that's a great line from Dean. I'd like a real, like. <laughs> Ketch just kind of smirks in the background. I know. Like, Ketch is probably proud of that. He's like, yeah, I feel the same way about you, Dean. Like, we're, we're, not, we're not friends. <laughs> I didn't come here to hang out and have hot dogs in your Dean yeah. cave. Um, but Dean's logic to Sam is like, hey, number one, like, someone here has to be with Gabriel. Someone has to, like, explain what's happening to Castiel when he gets back. But all, and it does, they don't mention that at all. They've never mentioned Castiel in this episode. Never mentioned Castiel. There's no... no um, but specifically, no. like, if I'm gone too long, he's expecting Sam to save him. Um, and Sam's argument is, like, it would be safer if we both go. And Dean's like, there is no safer. Like, there's no... There's no math on this. There's no, there's no formula to this that makes this safe in any, stre- any stretch of the imagination. Um, and eventually like Dean just comes down and is like, this is the way it's going to be. And Sam's like, okay, Dean, sure. Yeah. This is some real season four vibes. This is the shit that Sam would throw a fucking fit Fit. over as a young man. But he's, he's in his mid thirties and he's tired. dude. He doesn't give a shit. He's dude. He's tired. He's kind of sad and depressed all the time. Like he's, but what's, but what Dean says makes sense. Yeah. Like, of course they should both go in together. They're stronger, but if he fucks up, like, Who's going to open the gate? Gabriel? No. Castiel, they literally have not informed him what's going on. So Sam is the only one who, who would be able to know that Dean was there. He can get the ingredients again, open up the portal again. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, presumably they could just, they have, because we saw Castiel in the Scooby episode had brought like a bushel of the seed of life. And I think mm-hmm. they had the Solomon and then the the angel grace which they can get a bunch more of what was the fourth thing get more of that i mean hey sorry gabe i don't remember the i don't remember the fourth thing but maybe that was it i can't i can't remember um either way i think dean is actually making sense here i just he kind of just runs a rough shot over sam and that's that's a bummer um yeah but sam prepares the spell uh they put some of dean's hair in it uh he holds up the seal does some chanting and then uh the portal opens uh dean sets his watch for 24 hours grabs his gear and then they go in and then the episode ends and yeah. that's it just right in the middle of the living room basically so sam's gonna have to walk around that every time he needs to go to the bathroom i kind of feel like if you're gonna summon an interdimensional portal like you have a whole like demon slash sex dungeon that you could yeah. should be doing this in like yeah who's I, gonna sneak through and not be in the sex dungeon when they come out they're yeah. gonna be in the fucking living room now like that if you remember we have evil kaya on the loose like She's Dude. still in our world, but like Sith Lord Kaya, we have Sith Lord Kaya just roaming around, like probably feeling this portal. You know what I'm saying? Like that she could probably yeah. make. Like she's gonna be summoning some creatures through it or some shit next episode. Creatures run amok in the in the bunker. Uh, as oh, I hope, I hope. <laughs> title of my sex tape. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Naturally, because yes. I call my dick a bunker. I don't know why. Oh, okay, all right. Too much. That's 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 too far. 
I was thinking something else was the bunker. No, that's how it surprises you. That's why. That's why, that's why. That's why the creatures are such a shock. I mean, Woo! it'd be a little bit of a surprise either way. But yeah, this one is definitely the bigger surprise. <laughs> um. Yeah, what a great episode. This is, I think this is, mm-hmm. I, even a, with Ketch in it, I, I, I can't say it. And Ketch and Asmodeus in the same scenes with each other. I can't say that it's a bad episode. Um, yeah. Really good, really fun. I, I love the fact that this is actual, like, it's teased, but it, we it's, there were tentacles everywhere, Chris. There's huge dude, numbers of tentacles. Dude, tenties everywhere, dude. Tenties everywhere. I put in the Discord, um, let me find the person that actually said this. Uh, I, that I was, I'm always down for tentacle play. And um, Katie said, mm-hmm. as long as they're consenticles, which I thought was very, very oh, funny. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. So they I rarely are, I, don't, I think. I don't think that. But, the, um, yeah, I don't watch a lot of tentacle stuff, but um, yeah, what, what I have Dean seen. Does. He makes a comment about it. <laughs> yeah, he does talk about the anime that he watches. Um, Dean being into hentai is the weirdest like joke. <laughs> we don't have to get into it but like why it's always so fucking weird like it's it's, it's the it's, least dean winchester thing ever or the most right because we've talked most, about i guess we've talked about this in the past where a lot of his heterosexuality feels performative um and oh true 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 true, true yeah true, yeah true. so like even even if you even if you consider him a bisexual like the, the he to emulate john winchester he had to be aggressively hetero right and that yeah fits but into it his just ended up himself. leading him down really weird paths because yeah. it was disingenuous yeah yeah so now it's just more of a curiosity thing than a sexual thing okay you know what this all checks out now I'm, he's I'm now fine. he's like a I'm soccer player who can't perform unless like his entire team is in the room with him right like that's the mm-hmm. <laughs> soccer players mm-hmm. are constantly being busted for having prostitutes sure, 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 yeah, sure. it's terrible anyway uh this is a good episode what do you think yeah this was this was killer i we saw just enough monster we had we saw just enough like cult for yeah. it to be intriguing mm-hmm. without them explaining it to death um and it all just kind of worked out I, I was a big fan yeah yeah this is this is a lot of fun um it is weird that it's titled the thing and like trust no one when there's not really any of that going on but i don't care about mm-hmm. the name of the episode i hardly ever don't think care. about it uh so i don't it's just weird. Like again, if you named an episode Pulp Fiction and there was no weird time yeah. cuts, I'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Um, but this is fun because they explicitly choose to trust Catch. And I know it's Sandy that we're not supposed to trust. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, not important. Good episode. Not, good episode. Excellent episode. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, February. I think this is this is the first episode that'll come out in March. Um, no, it's not actually, but. February it ended up being one of our biggest months ever. So thank you to everybody who's been talking about us on social media. Um, no, I think na- now that the dust has cleared from the finale, like people are like either starting rewatches or now that the series is over, it's like, I'm finally going to watch Supernatural and see what all the fuss is about. So I think mm-hmm. along with that, people are picking the podcast up and I can't, it's going to be a while before you get here, but just thank you so much if that's how yeah, you discover welcome. the show. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. If you've listened to all 220 episodes in like a week, then good on you. And um, I'll buy a drink sometime, I guess. I don't know. That seems like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to our patrons over patreon.com slash monster week. Watch social media for new merchandise. Uh, We've got cool stuff coming. Uh, We love you. And we will be back next week with. uh, Where's Cass? This is boring. Daniel Ackles and Richard. Oh, fuck. Richard Spite Jr. Return. So. Spite? Yeah. We're going to get more guest stars. That's how they're choosing to tease that episode. Bye, everybody. No, no Lucy. Okay, bye. Hey. Sorry, my um 
I moved a bookcase earlier. Mm. And um, and a sandwich fell out. Landed right in your mouth. And a sandwich fell out, yeah. Um, it's just such a fucking mess. I like to keep all of my hammies hammies directly between my anime figs and my DVDs. I couldn't even hear what you were just saying because those tunes fell out. It's a shame. It was a good joke. You're good. I wasn't even recording. All right, yeah, so, um, well, that doesn't sound right. Hold on. (laughs) Now it should be normal. I mean, you sound normal here. Sound normal? You can hear me? I can hear you fine. Because my waveform is like teeny tiny. Anyway, uh, I moved a bookcase. Okay. And I was trying to make room so I could put my desk in a different spot near the window in the, the podcast room. And um, the book, everything was going smoothly, and then the bookcase uh, fell apart. I had to put it back together, and it just it kept happening. <laughs> Pieces would fall off of it. I had to put it back on. It's been a, and now I just. I came back into the podcast room and I forgot that I just left stacks of books everywhere. It is a nightmare. So uh, we're gonna have some chaotic energy going into this. Ooh, and you're still standing, right? You you decided. I'm to still keep... standing. I'm still okay. standing. So you're standing and eating. That's that's what you're doing right yeah, now. Yeah, I haven't eaten all day. I just realized so I was like, oh, gotta, gotta shove something down the face. Interesting. Interesting. I don't know that I do a lot of standing and eating in my normal. Yeah, life. it doesn't happen too often. But you know, now I'm a uh, stand caster. So, yeah, um, stand caster. Okay. I'm with you. Know, you. New vibes. Strange vibes. All right. All right. Sorry. Ba- I'm basically just setting up everything now. You're good, dude. Just take your time. Let's, let's just calm down. Like, you know, 317, 1317, rather. Relax into episode 220. You know what I'm saying? Goodness gracious. 220? 220. Dang, son. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I'm just going to close my eyes and not look around this room and not let the mess uh, stress me out. I'm with you. I'm with you. Just just oh kind of just it's it's behind you. You don't need to worry about it. It's everywhere. Nobody cares. Nobody needs to own this many books. I'm just going to say it. I've been slowly but surely getting rid of my books. Don't I need gotta, them anymore. I got to start following suit. I just don't. I don't. We don't read them when we like I wouldn't catch myself buying a book that I own and mm. on the Kindle. And then looking at it on the bookshelf as I read it seems kind of dumb. <clears throat> anyway, what's up? Hey, you ready to do a podcast? <laughs> I thought that's what stuff? we were doing. Yeah, are we not are doing we, that? What's new? I was. What's new? Yeah, uh, what's new? <laughs> um, I got my eyes dilated yesterday. Um, that's fucked up. That's a very unpleasant experience. I hate that so so much. I how I don't long did n- it last for? Um, it like I still was feeling the after effects this morning when I drove to the gym. Yeah, it was, it was, it was not good because as soon as I left um the place, like after meeting with the doctor and everything, like I I like p- picked up my phone to call Autumn and realized I have no ability to see my phone, like anything up close. I was mm-hmm. just, it just could not see it. It was the most, it was the most startling thing that has happened to me in a good long time of just my body yeah. going, nope. Um. So that was uncool, and then I was wearing sunglasses, I had prescription shades, and then it was overcast, and like, just the ambient light of the day was like, really difficult. I'm, 
Mm-hmm. They told me I could drive myself home, and I'll be honest with you, if it had been bright, I would have probably had to call an Uber or call Autumn to come yeah. pick me up, because um, it was not good. <clears throat> last time I had my eyes dilated, they, they said the same thing, and I went, I, I had been to this place before, but it had been many, many years, I didn't know where I was exactly, I used GPS to get to the eye doctor, and then they're like, yeah, you should be good to, to drive home after, like, no worries, I'm like, oh, okay, so I get outside, it's like 6 o'clock, and... I cannot fucking see anything. Like I got one eye half open with sunglasses on. I make it to my car and I'm like, I can't fucking drive. And I can't look at my phone. That was the biggest thing. Anything close could not see, could not see the radio. Couldn't see what time it was. Couldn't see my phone. Nothing. Um, so I'm like, all right, uh, this fucking sucks. <laughs> this is not and good. Just, I don't so want I, this. <laughs> like, I made it. I called my parents because I was supposed to go to a wake. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> Family member had just died. And I was like, I can't drive. Like, I don't, like, I, I need time, I guess, to, to wait for my eyes to, to adjust. Lady said I should be fine. Uh, but meanwhile, I just watched the eye doctor, like, leave the practice, get into her car and drive away. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess, I guess I'll just chill here. I ended up sitting in my car for probably two hours waiting for the sun to set. Wow. When it was dark enough, I could kind of see. And even then, I was like, I don't think I should be doing this. This is a bad idea. <laughs> um, next time I went to uh, get my eyes checked, they're like, we're going to dilate them again. I was like, no, you're nope, not. I'm alone. Nope, you're absolutely not. not. Yeah, you were not. Yeah, not not at all. I, uh, it was it was rough. And then I, I came home. Um, I was supposed to record a podcast last night. And then in the afternoon before that, I played video games. Um. And like it didn't hurt to like look at the screen or anything. Like I wasn't in any kind of pain. I didn't feel like I was doing anything bad. Um, and then I stopped playing video games, and I just got like this headache, and was like, I don't really want to record a podcast about the Elden Ring right now. Like that's not gonna, that's not gonna be a cool thing to <laughs> yeah, do. It ain't so, easy to focus when you're literally out of focus. No, and then like a bunch of Elden Ring news came out yesterday, um, or like a trailer mm-hmm. was leaked, and I knew that there was gonna be like. The guy I was recording with, our buddy Sean, he was going to be going mm-hmm. through like frame by frame to analyze all this stuff. And I was like, I can't, I just like, I can't, like, I'm just not, my eyes are not going to be up to a frame by frame. Yeah. They recorded that video in 560p somehow, which is like, I don't know what they were using. <laughs> um, uh... My favorite tweet from one of those replies is like, I can't believe somebody hauled a Samsung fridge to record this video. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the eye thing sucked, but I'm all good to go. Um, so Monday, um, if if you guys are listening to this, actually, if you guys are listening to this, like today on the day it releases, I will be having surgery on my eyes. Um, but for you, Chris, uh, next Thursday will be the day that I have surgery on my eyes. Woo. Did you know? Do you know how Lasix works at all? Have you ever? Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, well, my uncle got it done in the late '90s, and I always like wanted to do it because of that. But mm-hmm. they bur- they burn the shit off your eyes, right? So, um, well, they, first they have to be able to get to it. So they take a like a very sharp blade, right? And then I don't they like where this is going, brother. <laughs> and they apply <laughs> they apply suction to your eye to make it like a little bit easier to cut. And then uh-huh. they slide this like, you know, nano razor or whatever. That sounds uh-huh. like a Motorola phone, but like a nano razor or nano blade. Somebody's smashing the thirty second skip forward on their phone right now. <laughs> and they create a flap out of your like uh-huh. the, the thing that covers your skin. Or covers your eye, and then they shoot lasers in it to alter the the cornea. That's so it, it's crazy. It's they good. put the flat back after, and then yeah, they then they just like 
knock it back and your Damn. eye like just kind of seals it up naturally like you're, you're like you're, taking out of contact it's it's a lot like taking out of contact um and so i'm having the conversation with the doctor and he's like do you have any questions and i was like yeah like i think the, the most concerning part for me is this is this razor thing that, that i'm sure they didn't say razor i, I don't think mm-hmm. they said scalpel i think they just said a yeah blade they said of, katana yeah <laughs> i don't want you taking this katana god forged steel god for this 1000 year old <laughs> Well, that's that's what it might when he goes like yeah we're gonna use this uh the ceremonial blade and you go whoa 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 and then he was like no don't worry it's god it's god force like, oh, okay. Oh, okay 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 good 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 thank you dr keating for that i appreciate it <laughs> <laughs> the god forge steel um but he's like no 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 we don't actually use that anymore he goes now now we use two different lasers and i was like say what um so with the now, instead of having the, the God Force seal to cut the part of the eye open to make the flap, it uses a, a different kind of laser to do it, um, which means they don't have to apply the suction to the eye, which means like mm. it, it's supposed to like smooth out the healing process. So That's, that's something. That's hell of an ordeal. But I, I think, hey, if my uncle could get it in the 90s and he's still walking around without glasses now, um, I can only imagine how much more advanced and safe the, the technology is now. Yeah, my uh, my big con- that was kind of my big concern is like going into this and then somehow coming out worse off than I am now. Because mm. um, I'm not like I don't have terrible vision. I have okay vision. I'm just really tired of glasses. And I was like, yeah, hey, I mean, I, I thought you were a glasses guy. I thought that was kind of like your whole vibe. Like yeah. I always assumed that if people don't wear contacts, it's because they're a glasses guy or gal. I'm just really, uh, I just really, I I I got t- really tired of contacts. Like it's a, it was yeah, the constant yeah. management of contacts that I hated. Um, and I really think what happened this time is I bought a pair of glasses that I thought were okay looking, and it was from like a Warby Parker kind of thing. And I just mm-hmm. they wore out faster than I was used to. Like they they only got about like yeah. a year of them, and they were kind of gross and everything. And I was just like, ah, uh, I don't want to buy a new set. <laughs> so I'm mm-hmm. gonna spend way so more money. Go, yeah, just do all this shit. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do new glasses like every five years, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah. See, I was. I, I just. I, I think with Warby Parker's, you're, you're trading up every year. I don't think. Yeah, they, that's they what the... that's what Jess does usually. Um, I don't like wearing glasses. I never have. I don't think I look good with glasses. I don't feel like myself. And also, when I I have. I'm so so so. Uh, or my vision is so poor that. I have to get the crazy super lenses that make it look like I have tiny eyeballs. So I just like, <laughs> I don't look right. <laughs> I look like I'm up to something Yeah, and I'm not paying the extra however much to get the super fancy lenses. So yeah. Um, contacts for me. I'm a, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous about this, but one of the ladies that gave me one of the tests, um, she was kind of an elderly lady. She was probably in her sixties. Um, I guess that's elderly. I don't know. She was in. She was. She looked to be mid sixties to me. And um, I mean, when does it? When does the senior citizen? Uh, when, when does the discount, discount type in? in? Yeah. When when he when can you get free biscuits and gravy at, at fucking? Pretty Cracker sure Barrel? my dad gets it. <laughs> yeah. So he's sixty three. I think. There you go. Yeah. Um, but so she was. She was a little bit older. Uh, and I'm used to like because they they were like, hey, if you're in your forties, like you kind of need to think about this because it could make your near vision worse sooner because as your eyes kind of naturally degrade over time you're gonna need mm-hmm. cheaters or whatever blah 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 um but this chick was like oh you're doing the lasik thing i was like yeah she goes i love mine i was like oh really what, how long ago did you get it done she's like just a couple of years it's been awesome and i'm like oh word okay cool right on right on so I, that was like my huge concern of like maybe i shouldn't do this if i'm not 25 or something but apparently it doesn't matter so yeah cool yeah i've always kind of wanted to do it um back when i'd be a little younger and you're imagining um or me i don't want to say you it's just a scenario where like oh what if this happened we had to do it like it was always like the zombie apocalypse thing mm-hmm. the kids would be sitting around talking about i'd be like well i'd be fucked because i'd run out of contact solution 
I'd be I'd yeah. be in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm not used to wearing my glasses, you know? <laughs> you just picture all these scenarios and it's like, oh, but I guess I'd have to wear my glasses. <laughs> and yeah. I don't like that. So I should get I should get LASIK. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't think about it much anymore because I'm in such a routine. Because you're living um, through the apocalypse right now, is what's, yeah, yeah, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um you know, through my teenage years, through my uh through college, early twenties, I was always out and about, you know, crashing at people's houses. So I gotta like deal with my contacts and glasses, make sure I'm prepared for that. Um but now I'm in a routine. Nothing fucking matters. So <laughs> I bring my glasses with me everywhere, which is a pretty uh, old man move. I that feel that like. is but, a kind of an old man. You don't just they're not just like, in your car. Or they're they're on your person all day. Oh no, I don't keep them on my person. I'll put them in my car or whatever. Okay. Uh, yeah, bring them to work with cool. me every day. Because you know what if I'm what if I'm driving and a contact pops out? I'm so fucking blind that I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, dude. I I, I used to do that. I used to keep a set of glasses in my um in my car when i was wearing contacts but also i was just really really bad about contacts uh mm. like i just i would just do i would just sleep inside of them oh yeah, yeah you can't I, like, do that yeah can't it was it was really bad um somehow i've never done that i've i've managed to never fall asleep with them in um not for an entire night anyway so i think it's just it became such a routine for me at such a young age i got them when i was 11 or 12 that that has helped me be able to like you know be cool about them Granted, I'll wear the same pair for like six months when they're supposed to be like the two week ones, but eh, sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I uh, man, I'm I was just bad with them. I'll be. I'll, mm-hmm. I'm hoping they said with the the big difference with the laser is that um it can take longer for your vision to kind of stop changing. So like it can be for the first mm-hmm. couple of weeks, it could your vision can actually like migrate a little bit. Um, which sounds Interesting. terrible. Um. I so I'm I'm kind of worried about that, but th- then they said like within two to four weeks it'll it'll like it'll be good. So I don't gaming know. might be uh, either it's, better or worse until I, then. It's gonna be a little weird. My my problem now is my glasses are like they're they're so fucking dirty. Like they just like I can't clean uh-huh. them enough. Um, and so I if I look at my TV, especially bright stuff, I get like the streaks or whatever, just because my gl- I can't clean my glasses anymore. Like the mm-hmm. film is or becoming off or whatever. It's just it's bad, Chris. It's bad. it ain't good. It ain't good. Um. And I played, I guess if you want to talk about video games, I played the sequel to that We Were Here game. We Were Here 2, T-O-O. Mm. Um, so me and Pad played through that. And again, I didn't realize that they were, these were discrete games. I thought they were DLC. Uh, the, like the first one came out in 2017. This one came out in 2018. There's a third one that's up on the PS store, PlayStation Store that's, which came out in 2019. The second one, it has lore. There's some lore. Ooh, dude. lore. Yeah, yeah. And it, and it ties back into the first one in an interesting way because there's kind of a... It's kind of a sneaky ending a little bit in the first one. Um, and then this one we had to like, we ended up playing it through three times. I've, I've talked to you about this, right? Where you like choose your role or whatever. So uh, we, we play through it as each role. And then there, we play through it a third time if we're trying to get trophies or whatever. Uh, and the third one is to have like a special ending that was, I thought was going to be one thing. And it totally shocked us. And like, we're both very, very excited to play the third Ooh. one because we got to find out what happens in the story, man. We're, we're addicted to the story now. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, yeah, but the, it was like there's one puzzle that uh, was it was insane. So imagine like a giant circle, right? Um, mm-hmm. And there's a dot in the middle, and um, when you stand on the dot, walls come up, and it makes a maze. Um, and then there's dots all around this maze. Um, you as the person in the maze, you're shorter than the walls. Like all you can see is kind of like you're in the maze, right? Like it's a fucking stone ass mm-hmm. maze. Um, but your partner is way up top looking down and has to describe to you the way <laughs> to get to the next one. And Chris, when I say that the timing is so fucking tight, 
It is Ooh. like we you have to have your run button on. We both adjusted our controller sensitivity. Like we kicked oh, it shit. up. Like we were pro fucking gamers, dude. Oh shit. We developed a whole language. Like we were by the end of it, like because it was certain patterns. Like it changed every single time you reset. But like they mm-hmm. all had certain patterns. So we were like, oh, this is second left. Go second left, and then it's all the way around squig. Like we had a whole squig. <laughs> we had a whole thing, man. Like okay, uh, now you're gonna want to go. You're gonna do sharp left, and then a casual left, and then a sharp right. Like we had to develop an entire vocabulary to be able to describe this stuff. And the second time we went through, um, I was in the maze the first time, and it took us like probably a good 30 to 40 minutes because I just kept fucking it up because the timing was so mm-hmm. tight. And we went in like immediately after we had played it um, and went right into it so that Pad was in the maze this time. And we were like, this is going to be fucking easy. And it was not. <laughs> like it, <laughs> it still took us like 10 minutes even after we had developed everything. So uh, it, was, it was, yeah, that was, that's a lot of fun. I don't know if you have like a buddy because I don't think we could play it because I know all this stuff now. It would be like yeah. me just explaining to you. But like, uh, if Jess has a PS4, it might be like a really fun game for y'all to like yell at each other about. Interesting. We had just actually, I got the Stardew Valley board game. Oh, cool. Is that good? Have you played I, it? We haven't played it yet. Hopefully this weekend we're going to try it out. It just came yesterday. Um, I don't play board games. That's not really my thing. Mm-hmm. But um, I saw uh, Concerned Ape, the developer, post about this board game that they, they had developed and he posted the trailer for it. And I was like, you know what? I never, ever touched this kind of thing. But Jess loves Stardew Valley. I bet this will be fun to sit down. It's a cooperative game. It's not competitive. So you're yep. actually you're mm-hmm. playing on the same team. Um, the art looked really, really great uh, in, in all the, um, the cards and everything in the game. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to grab it. Uh, turns out that it sold out like a minute later. <laughs> I yeah. did not know that. It sold out real fast. It sold out super um, fast. Like it was everyone so was I super thought surprised. That I had just been like late to the party. I didn't realize that it was like announced then on sale then um, and then sold out immediately. So I guess I got super lucky, but just from looking at the set, it looks awesome and I'm really excited to try it. I bet it's going to take us 15 fucking attempts to actually figure out what we're supposed to do other than just raise chickens, I guess, grow parsnips. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I know like from like one of the big, I've, I've tried to play two board games with like people before. One was the dark souls board game. I played with our friend, Brian Wade. Um, that was impossible. It fucking sucked. It was horrible. We had we had to watch like a forty minute YouTube video to even Oof. penetrate the rules of this thing, and the whole time we were not having fun. Um, and then our friend Richard that does the uh, We're Not Wizards podcast about board games. I asked him like, "What's a fun board game? I'm gonna have people over for Christmas. What can we do?" He recommended um, Whitechapel. I think is the name of it. It's a Jack the Ripper game where like three people or a number of people are the detectives, and then there's one Jack the Ripper trying to hide. Um, and that was fucking horrible. Like we had a terrible time with that. <laughs> so I'm uh I'm I'm real leery of that. But definitely like hit the hit the YouTube and get like a primer on how to play before you break out the cardboard. Because I think just even being familiar with the rules as you're unfolding stuff will help mm-hmm, a lot. Mm-hmm. And also plan to like. I don't know what that what that board game looks like, but both of these had a ton of shit you had to like pop out a cardboard. Like it took forever to get the pieces yeah. going. Guess this is gonna be like a five hour process of just yeah, getting everything absolutely. set up. Yeah. Um I got some I got some I got an email from uh my X Men podcast or we got like a DM on Facebook or something, and it's a company making a one to four player X Men game, and they wanted Ooh. to see if we wanted to cover it, and I was like, "Well, fuck yeah, <laughs> send me some free shit." <laughs> so now I'll have uh, board games for both of my podcasts in my house, but it hasn't come yet. So I'm looking forward to that. Hell I'm hoping yeah. it comes this Hell, week. We got to so do more supernatural trivia someday. Yeah, because that that trivia set went up to season 
13 i think maybe? that was kind of why we didn't fuck with it it's because it it was past where we were at and we didn't yeah, yeah, want yeah. major spoilers i don't do i have it somewhere it should be within oh there it is yeah on top of a stack of books who would have thought who would have thought mine's in my board game cubby under under our island um let's see gaming gaming i i made progress in persona 5 jeremy but god am i a long way away still man uh, every time i every time you say that every single time i talk to you and i'm I just know. always surprised 95 hours i don't know what i said last week <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't remember either, i got so, so i got hung up so the beginning of the game starts with the opening cutscene. The main character gets like captured by the police and then they start uh, beating the shit out of him and then interviewing him about they, they give him the, the truth serum, whatever the fuck that shit is. And then they start uh, making him like confess to the contents of Persona 5 um, so that you're, you're playing the game through the window of someone who is like talking to a prosecutor, essentially. Um, and then everything unfolds. So I finally got to the part in the game that would then pick up with where the prologue showed right mm-hmm. um so i'm now current i've told all the backstory over the uh 90 or so hours of this game and now i'm here i'm present day i've met up there but right before it finally like connected those dots connected the prologue to where i actually was in the game it just made me do like two and a half weeks of nothing now that's part of persona it's like every day you can choose to hang out with your friends you can work your part-time job you can raise your skills you can go and level up, do whatever the heck you want. You have all these options. That's best part of the game. Um, but it's always peppered in with story elements and stuff like that. But for this last uh, mission, essentially, you you can't do things at your own pace. It's like, okay, no, this is the set date where everything is happening. Uh, and now you just got to kill time until you get there. Um, so I had to kill so much time. And after 90 something hours of the game, it's kind of hard to kill time. <laughs> you know, you get a little <laughs> bored. All my stats are maxed out. All my friendships are maxed out. I got nothing left. Um, but once I finally got through that and like got back into the story stuff and now things are moving forward towards the ending, I know I'm not at the end yet, but, uh, at least it's more exciting. So hopefully I can finish it soon. But other than that, I've just been playing animal crossing for now an entire year. It came out March 22nd, 23rd or something like that Mm -hmm. of last year. And now we're back in March. Um, and somehow I'm still playing that game, Jeremy. (laughs) That's insane to me. That really is. I have close to 400 hours, which I guess stretched out over the course of an entire year isn't super crazy. Um, but it's I, the weirdest thing about it is that I've played it every single day. And all these people who were like super, super hardcore about it and doing all these insane things, they've all seemed to have just stopped the game. They're good. They're done. They've moved on. But I just played a little bit every day, every single day. Still, even if it's for like two minutes, I check my stores to see if there's any cool new items. And that's it. And I don't know why I keep going back. But clearly, this is some sort of pandemic comfort food at this point. A hundred percent, yeah. Like again, like the pandemic was Breath of the Wild, Dragon Quest Eleven, like all all those kind of games. I like sucked up throughout the pandemic. So, oh boy. All right, we're back in March. Let's talk about Supernatural, bro. 